The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest box office news, movie news, and streaming news from around the industry. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into 13 box office bombs that are truly worth watching. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Check them out today, pondex.com, and use the promo code Larry21. 10% off your order. And before we get into the 13 box office bombs, we'd like to announce that we are hosting another giveaway. We are giving away a pair of Raycon earbuds. These earbuds truly sound amazing, and they're so small you can hardly tell they're in your ear. I've been using them since the day I bought them. In order to win, you have to collect several game pieces or secret words we announce during each episode on Wednesdays, and it will be for the next five episodes. And to start off easy, the first um, secret word is matrix. And when you collect all five, just send off, send off an email with all five secret words to Larry at cinema-gold.com. The um, directions and email will be in the description. So let's get on with the show. Good movies aren't all created equal. While some benefit from great trailers and well-crafted marketing campaigns, other films suffer from a lack of promotion. Sometimes a good movie is released at the same time as bigger, much-awaited production that overshadows everything else in theaters. 
it's never a good idea to schedule a movie's opening against the latest entry in a hot franchise or the biggest star's latest blockbusters. Whatever the reason, many truly great movies bomb at the box office. Even if they garner positive reviews, become critical successes. Those movies often end up being rediscovered after arriving on home video or streaming platforms and go on to become very popular with the very same audiences that snubbed them the first time around. These are some of the biggest box office bombs in the last few decades. If you haven't seen them, they're all definitely worth watching. Number 13, the PFG. You'd think a Steven Spielberg movie could never bomb in the box office, yet here we are. Spielberg's 2016 children movie, The BFG, based on the classic novel of the same name, was meant to be a summer blockbuster, but failed to bring audiences into the theater, where it was overshadowed by Pixar's Finding Dory. While it's certainly not Spielberg's best movie, it's still a charming, whimsical film that's sure to entertain families on movie night. With the help of motion capture, Mark Rylance plays the big friendly giant who kidnapped 10-year-old Sophie from the London Orphanage where she lives after she spots him on his nightly stroll around the city. See, the BFG can't allow the girl to reveal the existence of giants to the rest of the world. So she has to come with him to giant country. The BFG's job is to spread good dreams to children, and Sophie starts helping him. Other giants, meanwhile, go out and eat children during the night. When they find out about Sophie's existence, she's in big trouble. The movie features some amazing animation and a stunning performance from newcomer Ruby Barnhill, which is unsurprising given Spielberg's talent for casting and directing children. Number 12, The Iron Giant. Another tale about a friendly giant makes it on this list. The Iron Giant, directed by Brad Bird in 1999, had a very disappointing performance at the box office, despite being a critical success. Brad Bird went on to direct classic children's movies such as The Incredibles and Ratatouille. The Iron Giant has all the charm and power you'd expect from a director like that. Thankfully, the movie went on to gather a cult following and made quite a impression in pop culture. With its character appearing in recent movies such as Ready Player One, Space Jam, and New Legacy. The story of the Iron Giant is set in 1957 and follows Hogarth, a nine-year-old kid living with a single mother, Annie, in Maine. After an unidentified object crashes in the forest near his home, Hogarth investigates and stumbles onto a 50-foot-tall robot who seems to be made by aliens. The giant, voiced by Vin Diesel years before he melted everyone's hearts as Groot, is well-behaved and peaceful and a quick friendship blossoms. However, his xenophobic government agent named Kent Mansley is also on the case and devotes himself to destroying the giant. Like all great children's movies, The Iron Giant is a parable with a memorable lesson about acceptance. Hogarth defends the giant, telling his metal friend he can do, he can be whatever he chooses to be, even if others are convinced that he is nothing but a weapon. Next up, Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet, which was directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, came on the heels of Disney's Renaissance hits like Beauty and the Beast, Tarzan, and Lilo and Stitch. For Clements and Musker, who helmed The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and Hercules, the idea for Treasure Planet had been percolating for a long time. 
It was a risky, out-of-the-box idea. And even though it was nominated for an Oscar, it was a flop at the box office. Treasure Planet is based on the classic novel Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson, and it's essentially a remake of Disney's 1950 adaptation of the book. It follows the adventures of teenager Jim Hawkins, played by Joseph Gordon-Lovett, who dreamt of space pirates when he was a kid. Jim gets a mysterious orb after a pirate crash lands near his family's inn, which turns out to house a map to the fabled treasure planet, where a famous space pirate has been hiding his loot. Jim and his friend, Dr. Delbert Doppler, commission the ship to go and get the treasure, befriending a shifty cyborg cook called John Silver, played by Brian Murray along the way. Treasure Planet uses a mix of hand-drawn animation and CGI, and the result is stunning. Full of bold steampunk aesthetics and characters like swashbucking aliens and robots that sail on 18th century style ships that shoot laser beams. It's a feast for the eyes with lots of humor and charm. Next up, Hocus Pocus. Directed by Kenny Ortega in 1993, Hocus Pocus didn't really make any waves where it was released. It was a flop in the box office and critics panned it. It didn't help that it was competing against the likes of Jurassic Park and Free Willy and that it was released in the summer rather than the fall. However, through multiple showings on TV during the autumn season, as well as numerous home video releases, Hocus Pocus has become a Halloween classic and a fan favorite, spawning endless memes and themed parties. Hocus Pocus tells the story of three Sanderson sisters, Winifred, Mary, and Sarah, who were executed in Salem for being witches in 1683. That wasn't the end, though. The sisters vowed to come back to haunt the village once more. They just needed a virgin to light the black flame candle at their cottage. In 1993, the Sandersons made good on their promise, showing up in a very different Salem on Halloween night. Max Dennison is the one responsible for their return. Newly resettled from California, Max is skeptical about the Sanderson sisters and convinces her crush, Allison, to bring him to their college cottage, excuse me. Max's little sister, Danny, and Allison spend the rest of Halloween night trying to stop the evil sisters. Hocus Pocus is a fantasy coming-of-age adventure that's still a highly entertaining family-friendly movie. Now we got Hugo. Hugo was director Martin Scorsese's first attempt at making a children's movie, as well as his first time, first time playing around with 3D. Unfortunately, leaving behind the mean streets for a whimsical tale didn't work out too well for the famous director. Released in 2011, Hugo went up against the Twilight Saga's penultimate film, as well as The Muppets. Critics were impressed with Scorsese's foray into family-friendly territory, but Hugo was considered a major flop. Based on the 2007 novel The Invention of Hugo Capert by Brian Selznick, Hugo's Hugo follows its titular character, a young boy, in a great living in a train station in Paris. After Hugo's dad passes away, Hugo lives with his uncle, who's in charge of maintaining clocks around the station. When his uncle disappears, Hugo carries on his job in secret. He also keeps an old broken automaton that his dad used to have. Hugo attempts to fix it, stealing parts from a toy store inside the station. The toy store the toy store is owned by George Melies, the real-life French filmmaker who is considered by many to be the father of special effects. 
The film also stars Chloe Grace Moritz, Helen McCrory, Sasha Baron Cohen, and is a love letter to cinema and its beginnings, with much of the second act centered around the father of special effects. Scorsese's use of 3D is restrained and clever and has a lot of fun with the technology, making for as beautiful a film as you'd expect from such a talented, prolific director. Then we have Peter Pan. Directed by P.J. Hogan in 2003, this adaptation of the classic novel was somewhat of an oddity on Hogan's resume. He previously directed the comedies Muriel's Wedding and My Best Friend's Wedding. Critical response was positive, with many critics noting how faithful it was to the original book, but it couldn't make a place for itself in that holiday season crop of films, which included Lord of the Rings Return of the King and Cheaper by the Dozen. This version of Peter Pan doesn't shy away from the complicated feelings that come with getting older, which is maybe why it made fans of the novel so happy. Like Captain Hook says, growing up is a nasty business. Australian Jeremy Sumter takes on the title role, while newcomer Rachel Hurtwood turns in a stunning performance as Wendy. The sexual tension between the two is sweet and natural, even if it's masked by the roles of the, as the lost boy's surrogate mother and father. Scenes in which they recre- recreate their various dancing or share their first kiss are full of melancholy and wonder. Jason Isaacs plays the dual role of Mr. Darling and Captain Hook. And French art actress Ludivine Sagnier takes on the part of the cute but annoying fairy Tinkerbell. The movie is not all sensuality and sentimentality either. It features great sword fights and dramatic cinematography. Then we have Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. If Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then crime comedy Kiss Kiss Bang Bang should be one too. Directorial debut of screenwriter Shane Black, film stars Robert Downey Jr. as Harry Lockhart, a New York City burglar who stumbles into an audition as he flees the scene of a failed heist. His remorse is mistaken for method acting by the casting director, and he's sent to Los Angeles to be tutored by real-life detective Gary Perry, played by Al Kilmore. There, Harry runs into his childhood crush. Harmony at a party and lies to her about being a private detective. A series of fortunate, sometimes wacky events unfold from there. Shane Black is known for writing funny, smart-ass films like Lethal Weapon and The Long Kiss Goodnight. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is no exception. It didn't perform well in theaters, barely managing to make back its budget. It was a major flop, though. In any case, the film marked Downey Jr.'s return to Hollywood and led to his casting in his most well-known role, Iron Man, and features great performances by both him and Kilmer. And now, Blade Runner. Directed by Ridley Scott in 1982, Blade Runner is a neo-noir cyberpunk movie that, much like Scott's Alien, redefined the sci-fi genre. Blade Runner is based on Philip K. Dick's 1968 novel, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? is set in Los Angeles where a corporation called Tyrell is making bioengineered robots called replicants to work as slave labor. Cops known as Blade Runners hunt down and retire runaway replicants. One such cop is Rick Deckard, played by Harrison Ford, who is looking for a group of replicants led by Roy Batty. 
Blade Runner also stars Sean Young as a beautiful replicant named Rachel, who's Deckard's love interest. The film's box office performance was affected by other major fantasy and science fiction movies coming out around the same time. Competing titles include Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Conan the Barbarian, and E.T. the Extraterrestrial. It also happened to be a polarizing movie for critics. While some loved it, others were critical. Nevertheless, Blade Runner gathered an impressive cult following and is now considered a masterpiece of science fiction. Its moody atmosphere and urban neon light jungle set the standard for what cyberpunk films will look like going forward. And now, next up, The Big Lebowski. While it wasn't a total flop, The Big Lebowski was certainly a commercial disappointment. It wasn't well liked by critics. Directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen, who had just won an Oscar for writing Fargo, Big Lebowski was released at great hype. It didn't get any reward nominations, but it remains one of the Coen's, one of the Cohen brothers' most quotable movies. I, that's just your opinion, man. In a classic plot of mistaken identity, Jeffrey the Dude Lebowski is attacked by debt collectors who are looking for millionaire Jeffrey the Big Lebowski's wife. When the dude refuses to cooperate, the thugs pee on his favorite rug. The dude is a deadbeat. Unemployed, his days consist of sipping white Russians and bullying with his pals Walter Sobchik and Donnie. I'm not even going to try to say his last name. Played by John Goodman and Steve Buscemi. When he confronts the big Lebowski, the dude ends up hired to search for Bunny, Lebowski's kidnapped wife. The film also stars Julianne Moore and Philip Seymour Hoffman. It features all of the Coen brothers' signatures, witty dialogue, ridiculous plot devices, great political and social commentary. Then next up, Heathers. Heathers was intended to be a high school comedy, and while it's very funny, it's probably better described as a cynical B-level horror film. Directed by Michael Lehman in 1988, the film did not please everyone, and critics were quick to put it down as cruel, nasty, and morbid. To say it flopped at the box office would be an understatement. Nevertheless, Heathers went on to make a name for itself on video, and has a lasting le- legacy thanks to its subversive, satirical premise. Then we have The Shawshank Redemption. Probably one of the most in, um, cult classic films of all time. Competing against big titles such as Pulp Fiction and Forrest Gump didn't do The Shawshank Redemption any favors, but its multiple award nominations helped make it a big home video success. The Shawshank Redemption is now frequently considered one of the greatest movies ever made. Directed by Frank Darabont, The Shawshank Redemption is a prison drama adapted from Stephen King's 1982 novella Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption. Set in 1947 at Maine's Shawshank State Prison, the film follows banker Andy Dufresne, who's wrongfully in prison for the murder of his wife and her lover. He befriends fellow lifer Red, who is the prison's fixer and smuggler, and makes a name for himself by helping the guards with their taxes and other financial matters. Both Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman deliver strong performances. The film is less about prison 
and it's hardships and it, it is about friendships humanity and hope and at number two we have Matilda another roll doll adaptation Matilda Matilda had a rough time at the box office that may be because it came out just after Independence Day directed by Danny DeVito and released in 1996 Matilda is a delightful movie that can be a bit too dark for young viewers, but it's per perfect for older kids and their parents. Matilda doesn't take itself too seriously, and goes to great lengths to feature ridiculous villains, slapstick adjacent action, and moral lessons that never feel too sentimental. Matilda follows its hero, a smart six-year-old girl played by the brilliant Mara Wilson, who is badly neglected by her capitalist family. Her dad, Harry Wormwood, played by Danny DeVito, is a crooked car salesman. Her mom is a narcissistic bingo addict. Her older brother, Michael, is a bully. Things change when Matilda discovers that she has telekinetic powers that match her frustration, as well as she heads to school at Crunchum Hall, which is run by tyrannical Agatha Trunchbull. Matilda is a wonderful, funny movie that honors its source material. This really does feel like doll's work brought to life and finally we have number one scott pilgrim versus the world it's hard to imagine that cult movie scott pilgrim versus the world was a commercial failure especially since comic book movies are all the rage now based on brian lee o'malley's series of graphic novels and directed by edgar wright scott pilgrim versus the world came out in 2010 and failed to generate enough enthusiasm to make it a hit Nevertheless, it was a critical success, gathering numerous award nominations and becoming what is now considered a classic movie with a cult following. Michael Cera stars as the epitomous Scott Pilgrim, an awkward young man who fails or falls, excuse me, for a manic pixie dream girl, Ramona Flowers. There's a twist though. If Scott wants to date the girl of his dreams, he has to defeat all seven of her evil exes first. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World has a star-studded cast that includes Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, Aubrey Plaza, and more. The movie is visually breathtaking, borrowing many elements from its source material, making it a unique, genre-bending film. And that is our list of the 13 box office bombs that are truly worth watching. Let us know in the comment section below, did we miss any that should have been included? Are there some on our list that you disagree with? Let us know. As always, please hit that like and subscribe button. And please do consider supporting the show, buying us a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. Your support, whether it's a dollar, two dollars, or more, can help the show grow. We can upgrade our equipment, um, bring in new hosts, bring in um, guests, film from live location events like CinemaCon in the future. But as always, thank you for watching and listening. And as always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right here at the top. And we thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time. You have been watching the Cinema Gold Show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Cinema Gold Show.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.